At some stage over the last few weeks, every single one of us has felt fed up. It's completely normal, totally natural, but it might surprise you to learn that it can also be really helpful. Hello, you're very welcome to another week of the UOK podcast. I hope you had a good weekend and you're feeling good as we face into a new week. If you didn't and you were feeling or you still are feeling fed up, then today's chat is sure to resonate. I'm joined by Dr Sinead Lynch, who has spoken to us before about our inner critic and demystifying what it means to be in the present moment. And today she's going to talk about feeling fed up and how it can actually be a catalyst to improving our well-being. Before we started recording, Sinead and I were exchanging tales of our own fed-upness. She's currently heading into the final stages of a pregnancy, which is proving tough on her body, you know, leaving her out of breath and that, while I'm just basically bursting to spend time with my friends and family. So we started our discussion then by describing how those feelings of being fed up fundamentally differ from something like depression. Well, I guess, you know, for each individual, it would probably be slightly different. But overall, the definition of fed up is kind of annoyed, unhappy, bored. And especially when a situation has gone on for a long time, such as our current situation, or a feeling of wanting to do something, but not being able to. So the motivation is still there. It's not that you're being lazy. It's just impossible to nearly get to what you feel you want to do. And with depression, then it's you know, if you were to go to your GP or if you were to go to a psychologist, they would probably take out a diagnostic manual, DSM-5 maybe, and you have to meet criteria over a two-week period and you have to meet kind of five out of eight criteria. So the biggest difference would be that with depression, it's a depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day, or a lack of pleasure in things, no interest in activities that would have interested you, you know, and it can have somatic changes as well. So affecting your sleep or affecting eating. I know they can be affected right now, um, but possibly for different reasons. So I suppose with depression, it's a lot more serious and it's more persistent. Whereas maybe feeling fed up, you can have moments throughout your day where you still have joy and pleasure, but maybe the niggling feeling is that like, oh, I'm still done with this, you know. It feels a bit like the fed up thing can be more around circumstance or it's like an external factor or something. It's not necessarily you fed up with everything. It's there's, there's a very obvious um, reason behind you being fed up. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I suppose, again, maybe you're, it depends on your philosophy with depression. A lot of people feel like depression can come out of nowhere and it's about trying to figure it out. But often there really is a reason there, too. Uh, we just might know it. Whereas, as you said, with fed up, it's very clear kind of in the present moment. No, I'm fed up because I haven't seen my friends and I'm fed up with dinners and cooking. And and then we can start to, I suppose, criticize ourselves then because it's like I'll compare myself to others that are worse off and maybe I shouldn't feel fed up. And then we go around in this spiral of self-criticism, which we've spoken about before. So it's that kind of negative thought pattern then that I'm not even allowing my feeling of fed up because I'm now criticizing myself for feeling fed up. So it's it's a tricky one and it can last a while. You know, it's not like it is just a day. You can feel it for a few days. But I suppose the point is that hopefully you'll get a break from it within the day at some point. Can feeling fed up be useful to us? Like any emotion, um, it's it's information. And so 
I suppose I'll kind of give you a triple A a is kind of how I try to process it myself. Or if I'm working with young people and clients, it's, you know, it's a kind of acknowledge, allow, appreciate, which we can talk about a bit more in a moment. But ultimately, emotions and feelings are information. And if we can try and treat them as such, then we're able to maybe meet an unmet need. So there's always something kind of missing there, but we're just not sure because sometimes we're just sunk in the feeling of fed up. And even the word fed up, doesn't it make you feel a little bit fed up in itself? You're like, oh, yeah, you nearly slump into it. Your shoulders nearly (laughs) go straight away. So you mentioned there a strategy that you use when you feel fed up uh, was a triple A. Could you explain that to us a little bit? Well, actually, I'd I'd love to credit the the woman or the client who provided it to me uh, when we were working together. She was a cancer patient at the time and um, we were very much in a let's try and allow the feelings, even though the feelings really suck. And let's try and uh, bring in that sense of compassion. And, and you know, we came up with this acknowledge, allow, appreciate. And she's like, it's like a triple A battery and it re-energizes you. So it's stayed with me since then. Um, and and I think it's I think it's very useful. And of course, it's based evidence based in research around emotion, mostly emotion focused therapy of acknowledging, allowing, and then sort of meeting an unmet need. So that's what the appreciation is, because it is telling you something. So I suppose to start just with acknowledging, it might sound like, again, the most basic thing. But when you're feeling fed up, do you tend to sit with yourself and say, yes, gosh, I am feeling fed up. That's an awful way to feel. No, you probably go straight into now I'm so fed up and I realize that I'm even more kind of aggrieved or angry or frustrated. And in a way, that's great because there's more emotions coming out, but maybe we're not really sitting with the acknowledgement of the fed up. And a nice thing to do sometimes is to just, it's, it's often known as focusing, but it's clearing a space for yourself. So going and sitting somewhere like your room or the garden, somewhere quiet and just sort of sitting with what is it do I feel? Like, why don't I feel wonderful right now? And really trying to get a felt sense of what that is. So what I mean by felt sense is that it's usually more in your body, okay? Because if we try to think our way out of a problem, we'll probably just come up with all the things that have been going through our head that are actually just leading to more frustration. So, well, I can't see my friends. I can't get out of the house. You know, I'm sick of the cooking. I'm sick of the cleaning. I'm sick of the mundane. And they're all very heady thoughts. And that's fine. But really, if you sit with, what is this feeling of fed up? Where am I feeling it? And really get a sense and a handle on it. So not just let the things run through your head that are problems, but actually, if I was to sit with myself and gently ask, what is the worst of all of this? What is really kind of bothering me? And often it will come to a deeper emotion. It could be a loss, loss of relationship, loss of lots of things right now in life, or a fear, like a deeper fear of aloneness, or even sometimes a shame, like have I been taking things for granted? Have I been unkind to people? I'm not sure, you know, but but often it's about trying to find a handle on it and just giving yourself the permission to say, okay, right, well, that's sitting there with me. What does that need? And asking the question to yourself, okay, what what is it that you need? And I suppose that's how you can kind of acknowledge and then move on to allowing the feeling or the emotion next. We talk an awful lot about allowing emotions and I know we've talked about it as in you and I have talked about it on this podcast mm. about, you know, allowing the emotion. But what what does that actually mean if there are people listening going, what are they talking about? I think the simplest way to put it is often the poem that comes to mind for me is Rumi, the guest house. 
you might like to read it at the end, Jan. <laughs> but I guess what I love is just the, the opening, which is this being human is a guest house and every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, an unexpected visitor, basically. And I guess the poem goes on to say that if we can allow our emotions and our feelings, even though they're often unpleasant and annoying and frustrating, just like it's a guest coming to the to the door and and allow it to be that information to ourselves, allow it to teach us something about ourselves. And so how do you allow your emotions? Well, you literally think of them like a guest at the door. So acknowledge hello and then come on in. I'm going to feel this. I think that's a really helpful way of describing it to people. It's very disarming to think of it as just a guest and to think of all emotions as basically things that move through us rather than things that define us. That's another good point that you made, though, because, of course, sometimes feelings can can stay longer. And you've heard this phrase before, and it's one I always go back to. But what we resist persists and, and mix that kind of sentence or sentiment with, you know, nothing is permanent. So. As you said, like the feeling, the emotion will flow through, but we have to allow that passageway. We have to allow the, the funnel for it to flow. What is the third one we've acknowledged aloud? What's the third A? I guess the third A is appreciate, but I suppose when you have um, allowed them to come in, possibly destroyed and, and wrecked the place, which is another line in, in Rumi's poem, um, you then can come out the other side of it. And I guess that's the appreciation. And it's the it's not always the sense of, you know, from darkness comes light or right before the dawn, it's the darkest, you know, but it, it really is that sentiment of once you've really met the emotion, you can then appreciate what it's taught you. So again, it's that piece of information. And so if I've figured out that actually I've been feeling really fed up because I've been feeling kind of the loss on a deeper level of those around me. Once I've acknowledged that, I'm able to then treat myself differently. So that's where, you know, the self-kindness comes in, where I say, actually, I need to start making small steps to help myself right now and feeling fed up. So I'm going to return to maybe journaling a little bit and, and writing down my feelings, expressing myself. I'm going to return to reading things that I find more positive. I'm going to reduce my internet usage or going on Netflix or doing the things that like I know aren't really helping me and I'm going to start building in more more positive ways of minding myself like I'm a baby you know like I'm meeting those needs I'm caring for myself. It's also I think you know just as you describe it I'm reminded of that phrase knowledge is power like it and it is that thing of yes the more information you have about how you're feeling the way you are and why you're feeling the way you are like we have all this advice about reduce your news consumption or uh, be careful about this or that mm -hmm. or get some exercise or routine is good but for, we're all individuals so there are different things that will impact us more than others and exactly as you say knowing where the pain points are for you means you can act mm. accordingly to kind of minimise them or to help yourself feel better and take care of yourself you know a week ago if I was feeling fed up what I think was the pinnacle for me I wouldn't have been able to say to you straight off without some reflection and without some space for myself and without some asking you know, on a deeper level, what is it? What's really bothering you? And waiting for that response to come kind of in the quietness, because it does come, but our head will often get in the way. But I wouldn't have been able to tell you at that point that, well, actually, it's it's the gravity of all this. It's it's a huge loss. And 
you know, and that that's just on a, on a personal level. But I suppose I could have still been in there. Oh, well, I'm going to name all the little things. I'm going to name all the things that really frustrate me. Um, and yeah, we can try and go about fixing those. But if I'm not really addressing the bigger knock on the door, then, you know, I can't really help myself. That's that's going to benefit myself. I love talking to Sinead because I always think, you know, the way she communicates internal reflective processes really helps to just break them open for those of us that may find them tricky or think of them as vague in some way. You know, she really roots them in the day to day and makes them feel more practical, I guess. If you are feeling fed up today or the next time you feel fed up, because no doubt there will be a next time, I hope that you'll give that triple A Acknowledge, allow, appreciate. I hope you'll give it a try and give yourself what it is you need in that moment. Sinead mentioned a poem in our chat that I'll end today's podcast with. This is The Guest House by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I hope you'll join me tomorrow when I'll be talking to Dr Ursula Bates about the challenges of grieving at a time when restrictions mean, like a lot of our usual rituals, are unavailable to us. I'm Jan Leandagon. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. And in the meantime, take care. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health at the moment, please access helpline information at rte.ie forward slash helplines.